Okay. We're, we are back. We're back. And glad to be back. Where did we where did we leave off, Pastor? Um chapter twenty. Right. Verse four. So we were talking about uh what John saw in heaven the the the, the beheaded for People, the, the beheaded believers. Yeah, they were had be, be were they were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Wow. But look at this. They did what? They beheaded people who would not receive the mark of the beast or worship his image? Well, that, that would be a lot of people, number one. And I, I don't know, I guess we'd have to ask ourselves, uh, I mean, evidently beheading is very efficient. You know, it, it, it's instant death. It, well, it is, but I mean, beheadings like that would would probably be, you know, they'd have to be done on a mass scale and, and probably within a reasonable amount of time, you, you would think. And the, and it was not just to get rid of the believers. Right. It was to scare those who were forced to witness. That's right. You yeah. see, if you don't stand in line, if you don't receive the mark, yeah. if you don't worship his image, uh -huh. here's what's going to happen yeah. to you. Now, it's not happened in America. Not it, yet. It's, it's happened in... Uh, it happened in Rome. They they used a chopping block and a sword, and 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 it happened during the French Revolution. Um, right. Yeah, you might remember names uh, Robespierre and uh, yeah, and yeah, Napoleon yeah. Bonaparte. That's right. And if you know your history, you know that there were many people guillotined. Many. Back in those Very, days. Yeah, quite a few. But ask yourself. Most of our listeners are in the United States, continental right. United States. Well, yes, yes. We're, we're, we're being heard in eight foreign countries as we yes, speak, by yes, the way. And uh, and in something like, what, 20-some states? 30. 30 states. All right. So, anyway, what we're going to ask you people in America, do, do you think that this could not happen in America? Do you think that martial law could never be proclaimed in America? I think that many Americans have always kind of been nonchalant about this kind of thing because they figured it would never happen here. Okay. We're a free, constitutionally-minded people. But let's make this quick. You and I both saw a report. Yes, we did. Uh, we saw a report not too long ago, just a day or two ago. But it, the report itself was dated January the 6th. Okay. Wow. And that, that, that interesting. And it was, yeah. And it was, uh, the report was entitled, uh, and let me, let me look it up here real quick. Uh, while you're looking, I'll tell you that this report that we got is not necessarily confirmed. However, it was made by someone who was high up uh, on the uh, security chain and uh, and gave the report anonymously. Yes. We don't know who it was, uh, but uh, it, it talks about 
guillotines. It does. It does. And and the guillotines by the dozens and maybe the scores. Well, this report said there were 500 of them flown into Andrews Air Force Base um, on a C-17 military transport. 500 of them. And they are now at several bases, some in Texas and uh, yeah, and, and some it, and some in, in. It says there were 500 of them on this flight alone, uh, and there are approximately uh, 12 or 13 other military bases inside the continental United States that also have these stored in either uh, that kind of quantity or greater. In other words, <laughs> 500 or greater. Excuse me. So uh, the question, I guess, would have to be, why do we have them on U.S. soil to begin with? Number two, why are they at military bases? And uh, number three, what would we be doing with them if we were if they were ever used? I mean, okay, what are we doing? Planning to cut cantaloupe for? That, the entire world, or yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think so. We already have machines to chop wood. We've got that. I mean, right. yeah. So, and I'm, we're not being lighthearted here. No, we're not. I mean, but and and we're not bringing up something that wasn't in the scriptures, folks. That's right. That Revelation chapter four, I mean, chapter twenty, verse four, clearly states that there were people who were beheaded. For the witness of Jesus. That's right. Now, either this is coming, or you can take your Bible, put it on a shelf someplace, and don't ever read it again. Right. But I'm going to tell you something. You better stay in it. Yeah, you better. And you better. Now, especially with Christian persecution being ramped up the way it is these oh, days. And it's getting, it's going to get worse. Oh, folks. it's getting far worse. Yeah. So, uh, and we're not doing this as scary. It's just, I'm telling you, it's happening. Uh, so you better be ready. You better believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and mean it because God knows whether you do or not. That's right. And and so because these were people who were beheaded. Yeah. Somebody said in this report that, that the beheading was uh, was the nicest way to execute because it was painless. Well, yeah. Okay, so wait. So let me ask you this: Do you ever talk to someone who's been beheaded? <laughs> I don't think no, that'd be possible. I don't, think they, I don't think they can tell you whether yeah, it's painless. They're not going to be able to tell you what the experience was like. That's right. Yeah. And ostensibly, part of the purpose to execute people this way is because the organs of the body stay alive for a period of time. And they can be harvested. That's right. For use. Yep. Okay. That's enough of that. And it said here that these people uh, will live and reign with Christ a thousand years. And let's go to Revelation chapter 20, verse 5. And the rest of the dead <coughs> lived not again until the thousand years were finished. So apparently there's going to be death in the millennium. Evidently. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath 
no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And so, folks, we as believers, uh, when we return with the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're large and in charge, baby. We are large and in charge. <laughs> Who taught you to talk that way? I don't remember. Military. Right? He, he's my son, but don't blame me. <laughs> okay. And then it says, okay, and the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. Yeah. You don't ever have to worry about dying again and even that you won't even age wow you'll be eternal wow and they shall be priests of god and christ and shall reign with him a thousand years and when the thousand years are expired this is verse seven verse seven pay careful attention to this because here comes the second war remember uh, we told you that there are two wars Armageddon. after the return of Jesus Christ. The first one is Armageddon. Mm -hmm. You betcha. And, uh, but there's, there's coming another one. It says, and when you, you notice these chronological words, yep. they teach you very much. If you'll Quite follow them carefully when you're in your own personal study, remember in verse three, it says until a thousand years should be fulfilled. That's right. And then the words, after that, right. Satan must be loosed a little season. And they lived with, with Christ a thousand years. Mm -hmm. And now it says here, and when. Yeah. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Why? If you'll let me get to verse 8, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> We're there. We're there. Read We're there. it. Okay, read, read it. it. Okay. And shall go out. This is Satan. And shall go out to, to deceive the nations were in the uh, which are in the four quarters of the earth. Oh, my goodness. That, that's all-encompassing. Gog and Magog. And to gather them. There's that word gather again. And to gather them together to battle. Again? The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. So there's going to be death and births during the millennium. Wow. Isn't that something? Well, um, you'll see uh, uh, they shall go out to deceive the nations. And, they, and you'll see the words Gog and Magog. And the first time you see these two words in the Bible are in Ezekiel 38, That's right. which, which talks about the great battle. That's right. After Israel is in the land, after Christ has returned, yep. and Gog and Magog will get together and march against Israel, and God shall just wipe them out. Yep. And that's this battle is this referred to in Ezekiel 38, and you'll see it in verse 2, and it goes through 39. By the way, that battle was so great and so massive uh, and, and so bloody that it took it's going to take seven years i mean months seven to bury the dead to bury the dead 
And of course, the vultures will take care of the rest of it. Yeah. Anyway. So he'll go out to deceive the nations and Gog and Magog and, and he'll, they'll, uh, Satan will gather them together to battle. And then it says, and they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints. Where's that going to be? Jerusalem. It will be, it will be uh, that land in the millennial earth. And it probably will be the capital, which is going to be Jerusalem, Jerusalem. where Jesus Christ rightfully reigns That's right. in the capital city of his elect nation, That's right. Israel. That's right. And they, and, and they went, went up on the breadth of the earth, compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and look what happened. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Amen. Yeah. My goodness. What a blaze that must have been. Oh, you know it. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever. And here's the wonderful chronological words forever and ever. Wow. And from this point on, from the end point of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, and that great battle where Satan is loosed for a little season and gathered all of the sinners who, didn't re they were re who rejected Jesus Christ during the millennium. Christ devour devoured them with fire. How fitting. Well, this is interesting. We're still in Revelation chapter 20. We're not done. With no. prophetic things. No. Because there's coming another day of judgment. Yeah. There are two great judgments concerning people, um, corporate peoples. Right. The saved will be judged at the great white, excuse me, at yeah. the judgment seat of Christ. Right. And the lost will be judged at the great white throne. throne and who is sitting there curtis wow the lord you jesus christ that's right crucified <laughs> buried risen again and ascending to heaven and coming again and he's here now forever Amen. and he's sitting on a white throne let's read the verses revelation 20 verse 11 and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. Wow. If you're not saved. Yeah. You've got nothing to do with eternity on earth in paradise. There's no place for you. Right. Your place is in heaven. And, and I mean, excuse me, your place is not in heaven and it will be in the lake of fire forever and ever uh, with your good buddy, Satan, 
the old uh, serpent, the dragon, the devil. Yeah. And it says in verse 12, chapter 20, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Remember, we talked about this in our last yeah. session. Uh, notice that the books is plural. The books were open. And another book, singular, was open, which is the book of life. And the judge and the dead were judged out of those things which were uh, written in the books according to their works. So the books are, are books of works. Here's what you did. Yeah. Now understand, you cannot do any righteous work until you first believe. That's right. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. That's right. Four times the scripture says that. That's and so unbelievers, if you think you're doing good works, no, they are a stench in the nostrils of God. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. That pretty much covers the whole Shemir case, doesn't it? I believe it does. Yeah. The whole bunch of them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Why are they judged according to their works? Because they already have received the judgment for their lack of faith. That's right. These are being resurrected and given bodies which will feel pain and then they're judged for their works that they did mm -hmm. during their lives here on earth. Mm -hmm. By the way, I think there's going to be degrees of punishment in hell. Oh, punishment for sure. I'm not sure of that. And the Bible doesn't tell me that. But they'll be judged according to their works. Believers are going to be judged according to their works, and some of those will be burned. That's that's an, that's, that, that's inferring a, a yeah different levels of and so I don't know, and I don't know how God's going to administrate that. I'm not told. Right. And it says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now remember, in our last chapter, chapter uh, uh, last uh, few verses in chapter twenty, it said. Uh, you don't have to worry about the second death. That's right. It's not for you. The second death is only for those who rejected God and his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. When they had a chance. And here's where the chance came in. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of of fire. Now, my name is in the book of life because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Yes. Curtis, I am absolutely certain from your testimony that your name's in the book of life. Amen. My wife is sitting here to my right, and there's no one that deserves the book of life. And if there was, it should be her. But She's in the book of life Amen. because she's a believer in the Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have to worry about those other books that were opened. That's right. Now let's take. Now we talked. We had a, a a lesson on the book of life previously. Yes, we did. The book of life was written before in eternity. Let's call it any eternity past. Yeah, before time even began. Before time began, God existed. 
because it says in Acts chapter 15, 18, and you can understand so many things if you'll keep this verse in your memory. For known unto God are all his works from the beginning. That would include the Lamb's book of life. Right. Now, I believe everybody's name was in there. Yep. To begin with. Because God knew every name that was ever of every person that was ever going to be born. And everyone that reached the age of accountability, and God knows that too, by the way. Yes that did not receive Jesus Christ as Savior, right. their part is a lake of fire, the second death. That's right. Okay. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life. Well, Dick, if it was already written, was my name in there? Uh, well, if you're, even if you're lost, your name was in there. Yeah. Because there are at least, and I've, I've counted them, there are at least a dozen times mm -hmm. uh, in the Bible that talks about uh, names being blotted out of the book which thou hast written. And Moses himself said, if you're not going to do this for the children of Israel, yeah, blot my name out of the book which thou hast written. Which thou hast written. So and Jesus Moses said, knew yeah. the book. And God said to him, I will not blot out thy name yeah. out of the book which I have written. Right. How much sense does it make? I mean, it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. The book was already written, yeah. but there are blottings that are still occurring, possibly. Or maybe the blottings had already occurred because God knew. Well, it, it, yeah. So yeah. why was the book of life shown to them? To show that they were always going to, they had always been given an opportunity. And that's the reason, Curtis. Everybody has a shot at salvation. That's right. Titus 2 verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath, mm -hmm. past perfect tense, mm -hmm. hath appeared unto all men. Not all kinds of men. Uh, not all people that were born in a Christian home. Not all baptized men. No, it appeared to everybody. Everybody. That's right. And the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 17, talks about the wrath of God that bringeth, uh, for the wrath of God uh, is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of man uh, who hold the truth in unrighteousness. That's right. That's now, and it says, because that which may be known of God, that's Romans 1, 18, says that which may be known of God is manifest in them. Believer, Unbeliever, you both have been born with what some theologians call the format of faith. Mm -hmm. It's there. Mm -hmm. We're hardwired to know that God is there. And people, if the heavens declare the glory of God, Romans right. chapter 19, uh, verses 1 and following says that. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Day into day, and night into night, it's shown unto men. People, all they have to do is look up and see a moon, a full moon uh, this week, and next week it's a half moon, and then the week after that is a quarter moon. Who's doing that? Yeah. That, oh, is that an accident? No, oh. it isn't. That's God saying, I'm still here. I'm in control. And so everybody has a shot at it. So there is no excuse.
no excuse. And that's why the that's why the Lamb's Book of Life was being shown unto them. Now I'm going to read a few verses. That's the end of chapter 20, uh, and and we could have done more, uh, but uh, I'm telling you, I'm I'm so eager to get into chapters 21 and 22, <laughs> I can hardly stand it. It's We've been be talking good. about judgments and wars, oh, and 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 uh, I know it isn't pleasant, no, but but the pleasant thing about it is. You're not going to die in this separate war if you're saved. That's right. You're not going to die in either one of those. That's right. Nope. You're going to be on the winning side. That's, amen. You betcha. Jesus, the general, Jesus, the king, Jesus, the judge. That's He's right. in charge of the whole shebang. That's now, right. that's not a theological word, but you get what I mean. Neither is schmear case, but you <laughs> use that all the time. I know. I know. I would ask for forgiveness, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> okay, let's begin, and we'll read just the first couple of verses of, of Revelation chapter 21. And um, my son is holding up five fingers, which means I have five fingers left. I, oh, five yeah, minutes yeah, left, yeah, five yeah, minutes five left. Fingers okay, so. What happened to the other five? By the way, you can laugh. With us, if you'd like, or because yeah, we like okay. that. Yeah, okay. We're, we're going to from time to time. <clears throat> okay. Now, it says here in Revelation chapter 21, and I saw, now there are four new things that John the Apostle saw. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Does that mean the earth is no longer round? Well, we'll talk about that. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. That's the third new thing. Uh, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell in them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, <laughs> for these words are true and faithful. Now I'm going to stop there with regards to the new heavens and the new earth. Um, I want you to know that uh, that was prophesied in Isaiah 65, verse 17. It was prophesied in 2 Peter chapter 3. Verses ten through thirteen, it's coming. it's coming. These are things that are prophesied, and and Jesus said in uh, uh, Revelation twenty one six, and He said unto me, "It is done." Yeah. And for this episode, we are done. Thanks for listening. We again plead with you: believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Amen. Seeing that these things are going to come to pass, what manner of persons ought we to be? The first part of that manner of persons is to be a believer, 
a son of God by grace through faith. And you can do that now. Won't you please? Let's close with prayer. Father, thank you again for this privilege. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given uh, to dwell in us, to lead us and guide us into all truth. Um, we uh, we do thank you for uh, the privilege and pleasure to, to ask people to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ all over this country and in many foreign countries. It, it astounds us, and we thank you for it. Help us to stay humble and to be honest and to stay right at the work until Jesus comes. Please receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, unbeliever. We're praying these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Pastor, for another scintillating hour. And, I, and when I say scintillating, I'm understating it. And uh, we thank you, uh, precious listeners, for being with us today. And we hope that you are indeed receiving a blessing for doing so. We are real short of time, so we've got to cut this uh, uh, transmission for now. So uh, be sure you're with us Tuesday as we continue uh, toward the finish of the book of Revelation. And what a grand finish it is, isn't it, Pastor? Amen. All right. On that note, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until we see you Tuesday. Goodbye and God bless.